Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on-site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for the band. It's good to see that in the midst of the storm and the midst of the hate, we can still raise hallelujah. Amen. It's good. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning because your word is true. You are a faithful God that is always there for us in season and out of season. You are a dependable God. Father, we thank you for your word this morning, even as we share that you are with us, being with us in your word and be with us in everything we do and say. Receive our praises and thanksgiving this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you're watching from home, be blessed in the midst of the heat or cold, wherever you are, in Jesus' name. And I also know that Pastor Giles, wherever he is now, he's being blessed also in Jesus' name. And if you're here this morning, bracing the heat, being able to work up this morning to be here, you're blessed. And I also pray that you'll be blessed mightily in Jesus' name. And if you're watching from home, you are also blessed. I'm going to start by reading the Bible. It's always good to start with the Bible because it's an undiluted word. So I'm going to start with the book of Mark, chapter 5, from verse 25. It's a story we know very well. It's a story of woman with the constant blood flow or issue of blood. Some will translate it issue of blood. And it says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction." Now, if we jump into John chapter 4, verse 15 
2.18. It's a story also we know very well of the Samaritan woman at the well. Verse 15 of John chapter 4 starts this way. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not test, nor come here to draw. And Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband. For you've had five husbands, and the one who you now have is not your husband. In that, you spoke truly. If I fast forward to verse 27 to 29 of the same chapter, and at this point, his disciples came and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city and said to the men, come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? And if we fast forward to verse 39 of the same chapter, and many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritan had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of Jesus' own word. Finally, if we go to the book of Acts chapter 2 from the beginning, Book of Acts, chapter 2, the first verse. When the day of the Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in a place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with Tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterances. If you jump into Acts chapter 4, verse 8, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if this day are judged for a good deed, then done to a helpless man. But what means has he made well? Let it be known to you. And all the people of that, by the name of Jesus of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stand here before you all. Now Peter was talking about the man at the beautiful gate, who, Jesus, who Peter said, silver and gold we have none, but what we have will give you in Jesus' name. And they couldn't understand why, how they could heal him. So the title of my message is, I Believe God's Report. Amen? I Believe God's Report. The question I'm going to ask each and every one of us this morning is, whose report do you believe in? Yeah, whose report do you believe in? I was, you know, there's, there's one gospel singer of, Yesteryears, not many, not many people will not know him, Ron Kennelly. 
He's an American, and there was one of his songs who said, whose report do you believe in? Thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad. Who, who, that's a nice song. I hope that person is in the choir. Better take note. He should be, or she should be. Um, and so he carried on in his song. He says, I believe the report of the Lord that says, I am healed, I am delivered, and I am filled with the Holy Spirit. Not in that order. And so my message this morning is, or my question is, whose report do you believe in? You see, this why I took my time to read the story of three different people at different times is to see what God did in their lives. As for the woman with the issue of blood, he believed the report of Jesus, and she was healed. And as the woman, the Samaritan woman, he, she also believed, and she was filled. At the same time, she was delivered. Amen? I mean, for the fact that this is a woman, just think about this Samaritan woman. Now, the Jews and the Samaritans has no business to start with. They go their separate ways. So, number one, she was a Samaritan. And number two, she was a woman. You see, in those days, the woman... They don't mix with the men. And number three, she had history that is not, she's not proud of. See, when Jesus said to her, go and get your husband, and the woman said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, yes, you rightly answered correctly, because you've had five husbands. Why am I telling you the story of the Samaritan woman describing a picture of who she is? Is to understand that amongst the father she is Samaritan or she was Samaritan means she had no dealings with the Jews. Even amongst the Samaritans, she is despised. She is looked down on because she's had five husbands. And so when you go back and read the whole story, you, you will hear what they said at the end. To start with, this woman encountered Jesus. And that, because we need to understand that the father she has married five times, there's something about it. But also the father she encountered Jesus, whatever it is that was holding her bondage, Whatever it is that's dealing her a bad hand, she was delivered of it from that day. And so this is the woman that now went into the villages and started speaking the word of God. And so she was delivered. She was healed. She was made whole. If you remember, if you go down and read there, the Bible said, 
at the end, they said, we, some of them believed because of her message. But the Bible went ahead and said, many more believed because they met Jesus. So she not only went and spoke and preached and brought the message of good news of Jesus Christ, she also brought people to Christ face to face. And so she was free from whatever bondage. And she be, you can imagine where she was before she met Jesus and where she ended up. Because now everybody will be talking about her. Everybody will be saying this, have you heard of that woman? Because she encountered Jesus. Because she believed the report of the Lord. Now, we also know the story of the woman with issue of blood, like I said. You see, the woman with issue of blood, she has done what she needs to do. She has been to the doctors. You know, you can see that in those days, there was no NHS. Thank NHS and the worker, because we, we sort of sometimes, we underestimate the job, the the NHS and the health system do in this country. So the woman has spent all she has. Nothing was happening. She's been to the doctors. You can imagine again, have, paint a picture of this woman in the town or the village where she lived. Nobody, people would have been telling her, you're wasting your money. People would have been telling her, just give up. But she must have heard about Jesus. She must have heard about the report of our God and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because she said, if only, if only. What she did, if you go and read the account of this woman, if you go and follow the Bible through, you will realize that she was the first person that did what she did in touching the hem of clothes. And if you carry on in that book, you can see that after she did that, many more people did it in, in chapters ahead. Because they thought, oh, this is possible. I can only touch the hem of Jesus Christ, clothing, and I'll be made well. And so she believed the report of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, the doctors must have told her, we've done everything we can do. She must have gone through all the tests. She must have seen the best specialists. And they told her, sorry, we have done everything we know to do. There's nothing else we can do. But she believed the report of Jesus. And she said in her heart, if only I can touch the hem of, her, of Jesus' clothes, I will be made well. And she was made well after 12 years of torment. And now, if we proceed to the, to the disciples... When Jesus died and, resur and resurrected, he spent time with them. 
Then he instructed them. He said to Peter and the disciples, stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit shall come. And he, res he went up into heaven. And so the book of the Acts I read is how they stayed in Jerusalem. The Bible said on the Acts chapter 2, how on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came on them. And they became a different set of human beings. It's not out of place to say that before the Holy Spirit, Peter and the disciples were in full of fear. They were in bondage of fear and despair. And despair. Remember Peter? The Bible says that when Peter denied Christ three times, he remembered what Jesus told him. And he walked away sad because he knew that Jesus told him. And what did Peter do before resurrection? He went back to fishing. Peter never, I mean, since he walked with Jesus, he wasn't really interested in fishing anymore. The story of Peter before Pentecost is the story of someone who is depressed. Because one, he lost interest in the things of God. The Bible said he walked away sad and despondent. They were in fear. Why did Peter deny Jesus? Because he was afraid of his life. And so they waited in a room. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came. And all of a sudden, these men became a different kind of people. This Peter that could not say, I walked with Jesus, all of a sudden became so bold that he was speaking and preaching. He, could, he didn't care whether he was arrested or not. His encounter after he healed the man at the beautiful gate when he was arrested, it didn't end there. He was arrested again. But he couldn't care less because he believed the report of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And so that's why I asked the question at the beginning, whose report do you believe in? Because these men... And the women, they believed the report of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And they were healed. They were filled. And they were delivered. Peter was delivered from the bondage of fear, despair, and depression. The woman at the well was also delivered from the bondage of that, I don't know what spirit was holding her down. But it's, not, it's clear that for, it's not normal to marry five times and be divorced. There's something that is not right. But she encountered Jesus. And the woman with the issue of blood was delivered 
and healed. All because they believed in the report of our God. And so that's the question I'm asking ourselves today. Whose report do you believe in? My message for us this morning is that we should be able to walk our way through that door today saying, I believe the report of our God. I believe the report of our God because his report said we are delivered. His report said that we are healed. And his report says we are filled with the Holy Spirit. The book of Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trusts in chariots and in some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And the book of Isaiah 53 verse 1 said, Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? This was Isaiah prophesying the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the message for us today is whose report do we believe in? There is no problem in trusting professionals because they know better. That's why they're professionals, whether they're accountants, whether they're doctors, whether they're counselors, whether they're pharmacists. There is no problem in trusting them, whether they're scientists. Any profession in their different field, they have studied hard, they have worked for years, they have qualifications and competencies. They have precedence in what they're talking about. And there is no problem in reading books, self-help books, listening to following instructions, because we need to follow instructions. But the truth is that there comes a time where the professionals and the doctors and the medical people and the financial people and the economic people, they will fail us. There comes a time where what they have told us is far from the truth. Not because they are willingly meaning to deceive us, but because it's beyond them. There comes a time we would have read all the self-help books and yet, the answer does not help. But we have the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who never fails. You know, he is a faithful God. You know, it's, it's amazing how each time I read the Bible and the psalm where it says, he exalts his words higher than his name. In other words, his words is more important to him than the name we call him. And so, it is worthy for us to believe in the report of our God. So, whatever it is that we are going through, whatever the issue is, 
whatever the matter is, have we brought God in the center of it? The question we need to ask ourselves is how much have we tried? Who have we spoken to? How much help have we sought? There might be someone who might help, who might be able to help. But at the same time, we need to ask ourselves, when we have done all, what has God said? What has Jesus said? So what shall we do? What are we meant to do in every situation? I'm going to mention four points of what we should do in every situation. But the first thing is, I'm going to ask again is, whose report do you believe in? Whose report do you believe in? So as I go through this point, the number one is, read and meditate daily on God's report. Read and meditate daily on God's report. Because the truth is that sometimes the report of our God will not align with what we are being told. So what does God say? Are you putting the God's report at the center of what you do? The woman with issue of blood must have heard so much about Jesus. Just like blind Bartimaeus. You know, the Bible says the blind Bartimaeus was sitting on the road, blind. And the Bible said he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And what did he do? The Bible says he threw off his cloak and started screaming. Why was he screaming? Because he must have heard about Jesus and what he can do. So how do we know what Jesus can do if we have not encountered him, if we have not read the report of our God. And what is the report of our God? It's the word of God. What does his report say? So that's number one. Number two, believe God's promises. Amen? It doesn't matter how long the time has passed. There are things God has told you, and you know it is from God. It has not happened. Believe in God's report. Believe in his promises. See, when he told the disciples, I will send the Holy Spirit. But they had to wait in Jerusalem. Another question for you is, are you in the right place? Jesus strictly instructed them, stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. So make sure that you are in the right place. Because imagine if they were somewhere else. It was after the coming of the Holy Spirit that they started spreading the gospel, going further afield, as far as Samaria. But they had to stay in Jerusalem till the promise comes. So believe in his promise and stay where God has said to you to stay. Now, 
<laughs> my oldest girl always asks me, how do you know that God is, that is God's word? How do you know that God is telling you to do this or do that? Because he is your father. Because you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean you will get it right all the time. It means that because God is at the center of all you do, when you're walking in the wrong direction, he will shut down the door. Think of your children. You know, when we have babies, we all have stair gates. Yes. And then, and you see them, once they start crawling and walking, you're in trouble. And what do you do? Maybe you're downstairs with them and you see them crawling and running to where you, you know that the next thing they'll be climbing the stairs. You go and close the stair gates. That's what you do. If you're, if you're upstairs and they start, because they are quick, and they, they slip away from you, the first thing to do is to look for the danger, to remedy the danger. If it's a gate, you close the gate. That is how our Father in heaven does with us, so long that we allow the Holy Spirit. So even when we are going in the wrong direction, he will close the door. So eventually, we will find the right way to go. Just like eventually, that child will turn around and go where you want him or her to go. So believe in God's promises. So number one, read and meditate on the report daily. Number two, believe in God's report. Number three, do something about it. Amen? Do something about it. The woman will issue her blood. Imagine if she had sat at home. She knew the report of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She knew the miracles she had done. She knew that Jesus was the Son of God. But she, so she decided, I'm going to go out looking for Jesus. The Bible said that, just imagine somebody that has suffered with blood loss for 12 years. How frail she must have been. But that didn't stop her from going through the crowd, squeezing through the... Why did she even say only the hem of Jesus could? Because she knew that to get so close to Jesus would be so difficult. She knew to catch Jesus' attention would be so difficult. But all she needed is to touch, to squeeze with her last strength and touch Jesus' hem. And the rest, as they say, is history. So we've got to do something about it. And number four, he is a God who is. I will say that again. Number four, he is a God who is. In other words, whatever God has done more than 2,000 years ago, he can do again today. Yeah? Whatever he did more than 2,000 years ago, he is still able to do it. You know, the Bible, I've always said to people, the Bible 
is not just a historical book. It's our life. It is a book of life. It is happening today. The healings are happening today. The raising of the dead is happening today. The, 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 the deliverance from sicknesses are happening today. The deliverance from cancer is happening today. If you're in doubt, go and ask Pastor Margaret Cornell. Fact, go and ask Pastor Giles after his accident. You don't have to go very far. And so he is a God who is. And so my message for us today is whose report do you believe in? Or if I change, if I ask the question, my question for us is whose report do we believe in? Because as the singer, as the gospel singer said, we should believe the report of our God. Yeah, the report of our God said that we are delivered. He said that we are healed. And he said we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So whatever we desire this morning, what is it? The interesting thing in life is that when I was preparing this message, the Holy Spirit said it doesn't matter the, the stage we are in life, whether you are full of health, whether you have been delivered, you still need the infilling of the Holy Spirit. You know, when Peter was released after they were arrested, the Bible said they went together and prayed and sang, and the room where they were were filled again with the Holy Spirit. So no matter what stage we are, and today, we should know that the God we serve is a God of today. That whatever sickness, whether it be psychological, whether it be emotional, we have a God whose report said we are healed. Whatever torment the enemy is giving us, we have a God that says we are delivered. But we have to believe the report of our God. And so, like I said, he's a God who is. I'm sure we've heard about the earthquake in Turkey. I mean, the fact that people survived for 120 hours in the rubbles and they were still alive. See, the press and the public would like to say, oh, some people use the word miracle. You heard about the Colombian children, four children, the youngest only one year old. They were trapped in a des in the Colombian forest for 40 days, and they were alive. It's a shame that their mother died four days later after the crash. But the four children, the youngest one year old, they survived after 40 days. That is a miracle. That means they have a God who is, who was with them. So my prayer this morning is for us to ask us ourselves that question. Whose report do we believe in? As the bands 
come up. Let us ask ourselves and answer that question. Whose report do we believe in? Do we believe the report of the professional that said nothing can be done? Do we believe the report of our, our friends who tell us it is not possible? Do we believe the report, even with, sometimes the report is from ourselves, putting ourselves down. I think the worst report that we can ever have, the worst false report is the report we tell ourselves that we cannot do it, that we are not good enough. My prayer this morning is that we believe the report of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because his report says we are delivered, we are healed, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. So this morning, if you're here, as I pray in closing, if you're here, you know what the Spirit of God is saying to you. You know what you desire. So as we pray, we begin to receive what we desire. Whether we desire a deliverance from whatever torment, whether we desire a healing from whatever ailment, whether we desire a filling of the Holy Spirit, that the God we serve, the Bible says, even as we gather, that that he did over 2,000 years ago, he is able to do right now. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We declare in the name of Jesus. We believe the report of our God. We believe the report of our God. And so, Father, whoever that desires healing, let that come forth in Jesus' name. Whoever desires deliverance, may he, he or she receive in Jesus' name. And whoever desires the filling of the Holy Spirit, may the power of the Holy Spirit overshadow them this morning in Jesus' name. And if you're here, you haven't made the Lord and Savior your master and your king, you just have to say, you just have to say, Lord, be my master. If you're watching from home and you haven't made your Lord and Savior your master, it's so easy. It doesn't cost you anything. All you have to say is, Father, through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I desire to follow you. I turn around from what I'm doing. And so, Father, we'll receive that prayer. We'll receive that healing. We'll receive that deliverance. We'll receive that victory. We'll receive that report of our God that says we are made whole. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. And we say amen.